It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. And here we are. Welcome, everybody. It's the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Jason's back. Mike, we're stuck with you again today. Yep. Can't What's get going rid of me on, that fellas? easy. What's going on? Jason, anything exciting drink, happening? Uh, uh, drinking go, tainted water. I'm drinking tainted water. They're trying to poison us here at WKYC. <laughs> now, apparently, let, let's I took let me, the label off. Just Okay. Let, let me tell you something here at WKYC. I, uh, I think I'm too loud. Because we're in, we're in a basement studio, for those who don't know. The main studios are upstairs. There's often complaints that I'm too loud. That's not really true. But I am, too, there was I am one very loud. When we shot the promo. There was one when yeah. we shot the promo. You see, here's our basement studio. It looks great. Uh, everybody always thinks it's smaller. Uh, everything on TV looks bigger than it is right. in reality. Yeah, right. I remember going to the David Letterman show. You guys ever been to one of those talk shows yeah. or anything? I've been a Fallon. Right. Like, yeah. it, it, when you see it, you're like, wow, this is tiny. And it always looks much bigger on TV. Yeah, you guys might find this hard to believe, but yeah. I thought I left something here. <laughs> and we were downtown. My wife and I were downtown at the yeah. show, and I said, I got to run by the studio yeah. just to check and make sure. I think I was going yes. the next day on one of these 17 trips I've been on. And so I said, you can come and look at it if you want. She looked around. Yeah. She goes, wow, it's small. Exactly. Here. Yeah. Everybody it always that. looks bigger on TV, even yeah. us. So we look bigger. You know, I'm not really this fat. I'm much skinnier <laughs> in, re- in real life. Bulls uh, only 148 yeah, pounds. Yeah, I'm, I'm nothing. But but here's the thing. Uh, by the way, that sidebar is for the fact that Jason is – the person in Cleveland, of every person in Northeast Ohio, most likely to leave something in the wrong place. That's, yeah. He's been voted that. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Uh, m- multiple times of the same item. But anyway, I, I what the hell was I talking about? The tainted water. Oh, the how. tainted water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, every day before the show, we get water set up. Uh, I always drink two bottles of water. You see the bottles of water. And uh, yeah, hide the label, though. But all of a sudden, yesterday, I opened the water. It tastes gross. I'm like, it's bottled water. How does it taste gross? So today, of course, I brought my own water. And as soon as Bull walked in, I took a sip of this. Yeah. And he said the water tasted funny. I'm like, oh, man, it does. It does. It, There's it, like roofies in here. So if I yeah. fall over and hit my head. Yeah. So I think they're trying to kill us. I'm doing something. be happening, you know. But hopefully we'll survive at least today. And maybe we'll be around tomorrow. I don't know. A lot to get to today. Yep. Uh, we got to get to the Guardians, a game that was a, uh, you know, people. Yesterday, there were a bunch of idiots complaining. The games are too fast. Which is ridiculous. No, Three hours and 19 minutes. Yeah. They went to extra innings. There was 23 runs. Right. Absurd. By the way, last year, that game would have been almost four hours. It would more, still be more. going. It'd be, yeah, right. five, it, closer and, to five And people four. idiotically complaining the games are shorter, even though the only thing being cut out is downtime. But anyway, we'll get to that great game in a little bit. The Cavs, three games left in the regular season. Thankfully, the regular season ends on Sunday. The great Brian Windhorst tells all about Jason, Joe Varden, and Dave McMenamin, he will reveal all their dirty secrets. <laughs> no, he won't. But uh, that would be a great book. It would be. But we won't be happening anytime soon. But Brian will join us today. And, of course, we'll, we'll get to the Browns in a moment. 
Anything else you want to share with us, Mike, before we yeah, get I, on to the Browns? We're going to talk just at the very end real quick about the national championship. Oh, that, of so course. I just want to say one thing right yes, now. Yes, please. We talked yesterday about my abysmal high school basketball team. Right? We did? We, I don't yeah, remember real quick. I mean, I told you I was at the smallest public high school in New Jersey. Oh, like yes, right. There. Correct. Okay, now I remember. The only championship in basketball I've ever won in my entire life was a 2009 UConn summer, bas- summer camp basketball championship. So yes. I am taking claim in UConn's national championship last night as part of my own. I didn't go to UConn. I don't know anyone that went to UConn. Okay. But you went to um, a camp. I went to camp. I won two three-point shootouts at the Jim Calhoun camp. I was wow. a 2009 Defensive Player of the Week at Jim Calhoun basketball camp. I can't camp. believe it in our Dead or alive, spot. Jim Calhoun. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Real quick about winning Defensive Player of the Year at that camp, though. That was Shabazz Napier's summer going into his freshman year. So when they get the award, like, hey, you can play Shabazz the three real quick one-on-one. There's a difference in being, like, D1 good and being, like, <laughs> What was the final team. score? Oh, I didn't touch the ball. He scored three straight. I couldn't even remotely Oh, three blocks. Okay. Absolutely annihilating me. And there's nothing worse than winning Defensive Player of the Weekend and being like, hey, yeah. you can't even remotely stay in front of this guy. So There's nothing. Nothing UConn worse UConn Championship, I'm taking it, putting it on my back. Very good. Jason, do you I'm have a Shabazz Napier story that you I, want to share? I don't. But did they show Calhoun at the game? Because I wondered that if he was in good health. That game was so hard to watch. It's terrible. I, it was terrible. I game. had it on the top TV, but yeah. I was really watching the Guardians last night. But I was waiting to see if they'd show him, and they never showed him that I saw. I don't they know. They showed San Diego State's coach's dad a few yeah. times. He looked great for however old he was. Yeah, because their I, coach I, is sixty-three. He's I cannot be tell a lie. I didn't watch a single second of the game. He it, was, it was awful. I spent uh, twelve nothing. hours watching straight baseball last night from the Cubs game immediately into the Guardians game, and I didn't watch it. He didn't miss much. He didn't no. miss much. It was a blowout. So I didn't. Speaking of you which, let's get bet, to though. that, Earl. Let's, get Let's to do our- it, man. Yeah. Bulls Better Today is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Hey, Ohio, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for every single game. Now is the perfect time to join Bet Rivers Sportsbook when you use deposit code SPORTS. You'll receive a second chance bet up to 500 bucks. Get in on all the action with weekly specials on your favorite sports like basketball and hockey to help you win big. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet- download the Bet Rivers app today for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Bull, what you got for me? All right, well, I lost two in a row. I think I'm, what, 11 and 13, Mike? I don't know. You're two under 500. Two under 500, so we, uh, I should learn my lesson for staying away from college basketball. I'm betting on the Guardians tonight on the run line. Uh, taking it with you there. I, I, listen, the A, credit the A's. They scored a ton of runs, uh, and the Indians pitching stunk. And Zach, I, As much as I'm down on Zach Plesak, I'm not going to say it's over. It's one start. you got to be realistic about everything. I had no faith into him coming in, and he paid that off yesterday by being – Pretty much as awful as you could possibly be. But tonight, you got Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber almost never pitches poorly. He's facing a lineup that, despite yesterday, is not very good. So, I expect the Guardians. The, it's about even money on the one and a half Who's run pitching line. for Oakland, you know? I don't I It doesn't look. really matter. It doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> it's no one J.P. I, no one Sears. J.P. Sears. Oh, they, all they have is number five starters yeah, on that yeah. team. So Also, I love Anthony putting minus one, one and a half runs on yeah. the graphic. Yeah. Anthony, we got to teach you betting lingo. Just minus 1.5. <laughs> you don't need the runs. Oh, well, I mean, that's okay, though. It is runs. Eh, no one in the history of American sports betting would say it like that. Jason's laughing because he knows. But. but it is runs. So I'm it not, is listen, runs. I'm but. the first one to bust Anthony's balls about these things. <laughs> I think that's an unworthy he, ball. No, bust, he's right? learning. He's learning. Eh. At least he spelled it right. Yeah, yeah. I, he put G-U-A-R-D-I-A-N. runs because in my text to him, yes. I wrote runs. Runs. So yeah. I, I'm okay with that, Anthony. That's an un, unfair. And I'm riding bust. with you, by the way. My yeah. A's bet lost yesterday. Class A killed me. And we'll talk yeah, about that in a we'll sec. But I'm, we'll I'm rocking with you. I have uh, also not just the run line. Yeah. I parlayed it with the A's under runs at two and a half. Okay. Yeah, that's, so I like that I too. I got three to one odds on that. All right. So so there you go. Hopefully we'll get back on track with that today. 
And uh, check out the uh, episode of The Bull in Cleveland, which I put out yesterday afternoon and another podcast tomorrow. Earl, do you have something else you want to do before we get to the Browns? I'm, I'm enjoying your podcast, man. I appreciate the, the, that. The television show podcast is... Uh, Oh, like, not my sports podcast, but no, my sports, well, sports podcast. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, but yeah, I like the, I well, like the television podcast. I hope everybody listened to my uh, television podcast as part of Press Play Pods. My son will be on every week. I'll have my first guest. All my guests on this show, and eventually I'll have some of you guys on, uh, but all my guests are going to be people. I don't care if they're famous or not. It's people that know TV and are good talking TV, so they can have good television conversations. All right. Thank you, Earl. I appreciate that. Let's switch gears to the Browns here, here guys. Yes. Free agency is is pretty much over. Obviously, there's a few significant names out there. Um, one guy on the Browns radar apparently <coughs> is Al Woods, veteran defensive tackle who's played for the Browns or played for the Seahawks. Uh, played what, for a bunch of teams. He's played for a bunch of teams, but most recently for the Seahawks. Yes. So let's talk about this guy. I, I, listen. We're not trying to fool you here. This is not a massive story. No. Al Woods at this point in his career is not a game changer. But what, what do you think about Al Woods there? Mikey, start us off. It's not a massive story, but he's a massive guy who could plug a big hole in the middle for the Browns. Just based on pure stature, yeah. Woods is listed generously at 6'4", 330. Yeah, he's more than 330. Generously listed at 330. Yeah. If you put him and Tomlinson in the middle together, that is 650 to 700 pounds of, of beef, beef up front. Yeah. Yeah. I know where your mind's at. Yeah, yeah. Beef up front to help clog the, the interior gaps, which was obliterated last year by the teams running the ball. And the way right. I look at this is if they do go out and sign a guy like Woods, he's being brought in as a two-down player. First and second down against the run, you have Woods next to Tomlinson. And then you bring in a guy like Mo Hurst or Tristan Hill, two of the, the guys that took flyers on who, at least based on historical uh, production, have been much more effective against the pass than the run. For his career... Woods has like 10 career sacks in 12 seasons. Like he's not a guy that you expect to right. get to the quarterback, but he is good against the run. The PFF grades back that up. And him alongside a Hurst or a Tristan Hill or a Winfrey, in theory, could be a nice combo at that second defensive tackle position. Yeah, I don't think he's washed. Like he's a veteran, but I don't think he's washed by yeah. any. And it's not going to cost him a ton of money if they do sign him. I, I think he was due like four and a half this year. Yeah, I right. think somewhere around four point three five. Yeah, yeah, right now. yeah. So it's not going to cost him a ton of money. They do still have a little bit left under the cap to wiggle with. Uh, he missed the twenty twenty season, sat out for COVID, so that is one year of wear and tear off his yeah. body. I think he was suspended for a few games in twenty nineteen for performance enhancing. Uh, but you know, Seattle switched from a four three to three four last year for whatever that's worth. I know a lot of people dismiss that because uh, everyone plays such oh, hybrid yeah. defenses yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah. But obviously, he's more comfortable in the 4-3. I think it would be great. And we, we talked about it before. You just need to have multiple bodies to roll in. And the Browns haven't had that across the defensive line. So if, if, you, can, if you can get these guys coming in waves uh, to where they're not having to play, as Mikey was saying, if you don't have to play all three downs, that's, a, that's, a bo- that's not a bad thing. That can only be a good thing. So, yeah, I mean, I think it would be great if they could get them. You know, there yeah. is competition for them. You know, the Jets, I think, are interested in them. He visited the Cowboys, too. Yeah, and the Seahawks GM, who wears flip-flops to nice dinners. John Schneider. <laughs> said that uh, it was a cap casualty. It wasn't, yeah. you know, they'd love to have him back. Right, right. So maybe there's a way Seattle does try and bring him back. Well, so there's interest in him. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't a throwaway at the end of no. his career. No, but he's a guy that you can get, as you said, very cheaply, right? He's not going to cost too much money. No. And, and the thing is, guys, we, we saw last year that, at defensive tackle, the Browns, every player that played defensive tackle for the Browns was a negative mm-hmm. player, yes. right? He was a bottom-of-the-barrel player. You, We've talked about this a lot. When The good teams, the best teams in the NFL, 
the Eagles, the Bengals, the Chiefs, the, the Bills. Like, these top – the Niners. It's not like they have a super – it's not like those teams have that more – that many more or even any more, period, superstars than the Browns. The difference between those teams and the Browns and some other teams is those teams have really good second-tier players. Yep. A lot of them, third-tier players. The Browns are light on second- and third-tier players. That's the difference. Not everybody you bring in, especially this year. The, first of all, most superstars don't hit free agency. Right. Even guys who are borderline tier one, tier two players. Most of Even those like Jesse players. Bates, those guys rarely actually hit the open market. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of times when they do, they're past their prime anyway. So it's guys like this that are contributors, solid players that you need because that's what the Browns didn't have. Yeah. So you've already signed three defensive tackles that were veterans, including Tomlinson, who's the premier addition they made there. So adding a fourth guy, you want the good. That's another thing. The good teams have good depth where you can use your not just your fifth guy, but your sixth, your yep. seventh, even an eighth guy that can rotate in because you're because no matter how good you are on the defensive line, <coughs> if you could take like as great as Miles Garrett is even, I'd rather him play, you know, 90% of snaps instead of 95, you yeah. know? A a any few plays you can find to take him off because I have somebody else that could throw in there for a couple of plays is going to help him down the stretch of the game or in key moments. So I think having that, having extra bodies, even if they're just good, solid players like Al Woods, it makes a lot of sense rather than another rookie or a guy who was a rookie last year who showed who was a negative player. And you talk about Woods and having guys that just are guys and you need guys that are just guys. And one thing Woods does may be better than if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Almost any defensive tackle in the league mm -hmm. is he is exactly, you know what you're getting exactly from Woods. He's played at least 12 games in 10 straight seasons outside the COVID season. Yeah. At least 12. From a defensive tackle, those guys don't always stay healthy. It's easy to get your ankle rolled up yeah. on, your knee caught, twisted, whatever. He's played at, at least 12 games in 10 straight years. So that can change, obviously. I don't want to knock on wood, jinx this dude, but yeah. I'm not pulling a G. Bush wishing for an injury by any means. But you know if you sign a guy like Al Woods, at least based on his track record, he's going to be there for 75% of the season, and he's played 12 NFL seasons. 11 of those seasons. He's had at yeah. least a 61 PFF grade against the run. You look at the three defensive tackles they rotated in last year, Taven Bryan, uh, Perry on Winfrey, and Togiai, yeah. and Jordan Awful. Elliott. 117, 125, 129, 130. Yeah. So four, it's a massive upgrade by that metric alone. Now, the PFF's yeah. not everything. No. But you get consistency in a guy that you know has performed better for a prolonged period of right. time than anyone you're rolling the dice on. And I would just add, also, we've talked before about they've been really good on these one-year signings, yeah. finding guys on the margins. Yeah, right. They've really excelled at that. And this feels like, again, it's not done yet, uh, but it feels like if they can get that done, that feels like another one of those. And another thing real quick, we didn't really talk about it before the show. Did you guys see Robert Woods is out? We're going okay. to mention that in a sec. Okay. Yeah. 
Even Michael Woods. Michael Woods. I'm sorry. Yeah, Rob, Robert yeah. Woods. Is out, Robert also Woods, injury-prone receiver. Who, but who got overpaid in free agency. By he got a lot of money by the Texans, right? Yeah, I think it was the Texans, which makes no sense because they stink. Yeah, 15 million. Yeah, Michael Woods, that's the other story with the Browns this morning. Michael Woods, uh, Josina Anderson reported it first. I believe he's got, a, I think Mary Kay has confirmed Mary Kay it. Mary Kay confirmed torn he's, Achilles. He's uh, got a torn ACL. Achilles. Achilles, torn Achilles. Which is I, even I worse. I feel for you, my man. I, I've had the torn Achilles. It's awful. You're in better shape than me, but it's still a long, long road back for Torn Achilles. He's done for the season. He's not going to play this right. year. I don't know that Michael Woods was making the roster anyway, was he? Oh, uh, Jason, start with that. I think he was. Yeah, I think he was probably. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. He was a bubble guy. For <laughs> He's a sure. bubble guy. You have obviously Cooper, obviously Elijah Moore, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, what's his name? The you fast think guy Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin. Yeah. You think he'd be. I, I assume Jakeem Grant is on the team. And David Bell. And David Bell, they're not going to cut after one year. That's six. At most, you got one. Maybe Jakeem, Maybe if there's another better return guy, maybe Jakeem Grant's not a short thing. We have five short things. I'm assuming Jakeem Grant is six. You forgot Anthony Schwartz. I am assuming he's not on the team. I think it's obviously yeah. time to move on unless, yeah. he has a, unless he has a magnificent camp, which obviously we'd all bet against. So, that at best, there's one available spot. So, yeah. And he, I'm not sure what Woods did last year on special teams, and I think Bubba Ventrone's going to have a big say. In, sure, yeah, yeah, Hey, yeah. I, I really think this guy could excel in a special teams role. I, on the one hand, it's obviously terrible news for Michael Woods. Sure. And we wish him a speedy recovery. Right. But it happened while working out with Deshaun Watson in Texas. Yeah. So I'm not sure who else was there. There was no other. Not yeah, we sure hadn't Cooper. had any reports about that. Jason, did you hear anything about that they were going to – yeah, they were going to work out. Okay. We, we were talking about it at the NFL meetings that oh, okay. they had just – they just completed them, or they were just about ready to start. Yeah. They're, we're all. Do you know where all the receivers going? Just that, like pure curiosity. I'm, I don't know that of all of them were going, but I think a few of them were. Yeah. But the, the fact that Woods was there tells me at least, hey, Watson saw something within him that made him want to. That's true. Work with that. So I, that true. may not be the difference in making a roster or not. Yeah. But I, I mean, do like the fact that they were trying to build chemistry in the offseason sure, for a young receiver with a new quarterback. That may have led to, you know, something productive in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, we all want to hear that Deshaun Watson is working out with his teammates in the offseason yeah. because he's got improvement. And make. he is. Even if he's not posting it, he's working yeah, out. Yeah, I don't yeah. care what he's posting or yeah, not. I, I that wasn't, Jay was a little hung up on that. I wasn't really that hung up on that. I, obviously, you want to know that he's working as long as he – I mean, I, I, I guess I'll give him benefit of the doubt that he's working hard this offseason. He, he, listen, I, if he has any pride, which I think he does – he better work his ass off because he got humiliated last year. He, he, you know, everything that happened off the field, which he, he, you know, didn't happen to him. He did it. And now he's trying to play. Well, he comes back at the end of last year after sitting out for two years. He sucked. He sucked. And it fe- and, and everybody's taking pot shots at him. And the only way to get back at people to make them pay for the things they've said yeah. is to kick ass on the field. That's all he can do. So, We'll see if he's capable of doing it. The whole, not only this season, but the, the, the Browns' immediate future is completely tied to whether Deshaun Watson can get back to being that quarterback. There's no other way around it, guys. No. In this, you know, in, in, in 30 years ago, if you put together a great defense, even 10 years ago maybe, in this AFC, in this NFL that is pass-happy and crazy, the Browns will only go as far as Deshaun Watson takes them. It's really that simple. And look at the landscape of the NFL outside of the 49ers, which is the one anomaly to this whole thing. And Brock Purdy may end up being very good. I'm just not ready to crown him after, what, eight, nine games. That roster is so talented outside of the quarterback spot that they can hide a subpar. And they still haven't won, ultimately. And they still haven't won. They haven't won a championship. If you don't have an elite quarterback, 
SOL. You're yeah. crap out of luck in today's right. NFL. And, that's and still, we think Watson is yeah. an elite quarterback. And that's still the NFC, which is much which is, weaker which is than different. the AFC. Yeah, in the, AF, in the AFC, we talked about the quarterback. You in got the no NFC, chance. it's Jalen Hurts and then five, six guys who would be the ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th quarterbacks in the AFC. That's right. That's right. So, I don't, we'll see what the Browns do here. This may be a topic for another yeah. day. I'm calling it a slight audible. But I was, thinking, audible. About, I was thinking about it as we were talking about, like, Michael Woods, would he make the team or not? Browns don't have a pick to the third round now. I right. think two threes, two th- fours, yeah. right? Two threes, two fours, and two fives. What position could even make the team at this point? Like what position? Linebacker, linebacker and defensive yes. end, I think, are the two that come to mind. Me and Earl were talking about this yesterday. And Earl, if you want to chime in in a sec, but I'd be shocked if the Browns pick at 74. And we actually thought maybe on the air. Yeah, I mean, they, I think they're going to trade up. They might pack you, some picks to right. get up they and target a guy picks. they really like. They yeah. can't draft well, 10 people. Well, I mean, people. listen. Agreed. You have – there's always – on like – they could always move on from Harrison Bryant and then they had a third, third tight end, potentially. Yeah. There's always some depth on the offensive line. If you see a guy you like in the middle of the draft more than some of the guys you have on the team. Um, Without a first-round impact, like, we could all circle linebacker and say, oh, if they had a first-round pick, linebacker is the obvious. Right, 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 yeah. I just, don't, I just don't know what spots are even where, – where is a rookie, a mid-round rookie, even going to make an impact on this roster? Well, but that's the thing, Jason. I was saying this yesterday. Like, you know, obviously the Chiefs had a lot of rookies that made impact last year. But sometimes if you're a good enough team, you draft a guy thinking a year ahead and sure. say, hey, let me draft this guy because yes. I'm going to move on from yes, player, absolutely. player B yeah. next year. And that's year. what the mid-rounds are supposed to be. And that's why you take an offensive guard or yeah. a right guard in the fifth round, right. hoping that he's going to replace Wyatt Teller in two years that's and right. Joel Batonio in two years. And who I'm knows? just looking at this t- at this draft and this roster now going, boy, I don't know. Because, I mean, every Browns fan lives and dies with the draft and you know, right. because those play those guys play but right away and make an impact. To that point, tomorrow we have Joe Marino, an NFL draft expert, coming on to talk about that. And this morning I was making a mock draft graphic of 10 different mock drafts who are the Browns picking at 74, which, mm-hmm. first off, is impossible to tell this early. Yes. 73 right. picks in advance who will be there for the Browns. Yeah. It was split Just between receivers, running backs, and safeties. Those were the three position groups that, of the 10 mock drafts we looked at, Yeah, I think there was one defensive tackle in there, but it was two receivers, and I'll save who it is. You guys can look it up, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, Two receivers, two safeties, two running backs. Uh, with their ability, listen, stuff. with having six picks between round three and five, it is entirely possible they could target somebody in the second round and move, and move up. up. Absolutely. Especially mid-second round yeah. and to mid to late second round, or even move up earlier in the third round, whatever. But uh, I do think wide receiver is a possibility because – we don't know what Amari Cooper's long-term future is. He's getting up there in age. And, you know, depending on what they've seen from these two young running backs they've drafted the last two years, maybe in the – you know, running backs get pushed down in the draft. There may be yeah. a running back they love. There was, any, there was running backs Especially because, I, you know, I know some people will, will hold their breath when I say this. Nick Chubb, I don't know how much – you know, as great as he is, running backs tend to fall off the cliff in their late 20s. And a lot of times, you don't see it coming. Yeah. All of a sudden, it happens one year. So, I don't think running back's impossible. Uh, the only position I could see the Browns drafting somebody and that guy starting is linebacker. Yeah. I'm not saying that's a short thing that they would start. I'm just saying I could see them drafting a linebacker without, you know, pen, besides injury, linebacker is the one position they could potentially trade It's the position somebody. on the team. Yeah. No I think doubt. we can all no agree doubt. on that. You, yeah. you don't have – Linebacker is the one position you can say is anybody def- – should any of those players definitely be starters on a good team? I'm going to tie this back to Al Woods real quick. Yeah. But in a hypothetical world, if the Browns do sign Al Woods, yeah. there is no excuses for these linebackers 
not to be able to find the Make running plays? back against right, the right, run. Right, right. Yeah. Between Tomlinson, Al Woods, Miles Garrett, and Oboe, yeah. that's a defensive line that, theoretically speaking, on paper with Jim Schwartz's tutelage, should be able to eat up offensive linemen, take on two blockers at once, and free up the linebackers to run around and make plays. Uh, by, and if they yes. don't, then it's a complete rehaul. Dequell would be right about JOK. Right. G would be right about Anthony Walker. Yeah. Taki Top. It'd be a complete rehaul yeah. if these linebackers this year can't make plays. By the way, whether they sign Al Woods or not, defensive tackle is another position they could target because Al Woods is a short-term thing. One-year right? thing. In so right, is, yeah. uh, what's his name when they sign for the Niners? Uh, uh, Hurst, Hurst and Tristan Hill. I mean, those guys those are guys. all flyers. Yeah. If you again, if the Browns see a player in the second round, third round, whatever that they think they could trade up and get, I, I you know, I, I think it's possible if a guy, if a guy's good enough, they could they could end up with a starter in the draft at defensive tackle. I think it's possible. Definitely linebackers possibility. Any other spot is unlikely yeah. to, to be a starter. I do have a question for you, Jason. Or both of you guys, real quick. Let Let's say they do sign Woods. Just say they sign Woods. That gives you like seven defensive tackles right now in the rotation. Tomlinson, he's a lock. Woods would be a lock if they sign him. Hurst, Hill, Elliott, Togiai, and Winfrey. There's no way they keep seven. Togiai's gone. Togiai's no, already. No, no. You're not even, defensive tackles, you're only keeping four. So I just named seven. Are the, are the three Elliott, Togiai, well, Winfrey gone? Well, no, Winfrey's not gone. I, uh, think, I think Perrion stays. Yeah, yeah he's so not gone. Maybe Hill, one of those. I, I, Elliot gone? I don't think all those veteran guys are sure things. No, so like, no but I'm, I'm just they're saying. They're not making which, any guaranteed money. If they're not good in camp, they'll move on from those it, guys. So I'm just saying right now, for just the sake Who's of having Who's a short fun, thing to be on the roster? No, Tomlinson, if they sign Woods. Thompson and Perrion, to, to me, are the only two guys that are short things to be on the roster at defensive tackle. Short well, if they things. sign Woods, he'd be. Yeah, okay. Sure. If they sign Woods, it, it's you're right. He'd, he'd be three. But it, Hurst, so, so what is Elliot, Hurst getting? Like a million dollars? I mean, he's not a guarantee to be on the team. So let's just. For the sake of prediction, yeah. For today, yeah. More likely to be on Toby the Browns. definitely gone. 100%. He's gone. Yeah. Jordan Elliott or Mo Hurst on the Browns' fifty-three man roster. Probably Hurst. I don't know. It could be either. Neither. Yeah, I think. I think it. I think it's camp, camp battle. Yeah, camp battle. I was just. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. trying to get those words out. I think it's a camp battle. There's not a lot of guaranteed money, or if any, on either of those guys. Which is why I do yeah. think if they are able to sign a guy like Woods, it just yeah. it gives you the. Ability to truly evaluate who fits the system better, who's yeah. more productive. Yeah. Who do we need more? And when you have the ability to make cuts like that in training camp, it shows the overall depth of the roster that I don't think they had at that position last year. By the way, one other position, uh, two other positions that we don't really talk about much that they could either draft very late or pick up as a priority free agent. Can I pick, can I guess one? Yeah. You're going to say punter? Punter. <laughs> could a seventh one? round punter or a free agent who could end up stealing the job. And by the way, something else they could do late, sixth, seventh round, they might draft a quarterback. I was thinking that too. Hey, I don't think Josh Dobbs is a lock to be on this team. Uh, so per Josina Anderson, yeah. the Browns are actually hosting Tennessee wide receiver Jalen Hyatt for a visit today. So, Bull, to your point about not knowing the future with Amari Cooper and the Browns actually preparing themselves to be one year ahead yeah. like the Steelers used to do, I think they can package a couple of those picks and if Jalen Hyatt is there in the second round, that can be their pick, and he probably can step, step in and start right away. Hey, that little nugget's brought to us by Lincoln Electric because Brown's nuggets these days are brought to us by our good friends over at Lincoln Electric. If you need a job, they are masters in manufacturing and welding. Check out good old Lincoln Electric. Put Lincoln Electric's graphic up there. Give them a, give them a good look at Lincoln Electric. Yeah, Lincoln Electric. Man. They're lighting me up right now. It's oh, such a great logo. But I'm, I'm, we talked about this yesterday, but look how clean that yeah. logo looks. Yeah. Just saying. Good. Lincoln yeah, Electric, great good. people. Hey, that's a good point, though, Earl. And they, they might yes. love a receiver. They might love someone. Yeah, I don't want to get I, – I think people get carried away by like, – I 
to me, these visits are meaningless. Yeah. It, it, it's not an indicator that you're necessarily interested in the player or not. Sometimes teams meet with these guys to... As smoke screens. Yeah, who knows what the truth is. But, yeah, I mean, it does make a point of wide receiver. Like, I definitely think wide receiver is in the mix for the Browns in this draft. But I, I think there's no way they stay and take two guys in the third, two guys in the fourth. and They're going to use those picks to move up, move down. Maybe they're going to try to get more picks next year. Yeah. You know. As Jason said, they, they can't fit eight, nine guys on this roster. They're, they just. I the mean, numbers. you could, but but it's it's what? highly unlikely. Yeah, the numbers don't. I mean, is the Browns roster that good right now? To, to take eight rookies? Yeah, I mean, on this well, roster? Um, yeah, probably not. And not even high picks, like low picks. Right, right. Yeah. Unlikely. If that would be a, three, that'd be a bad eight, sign. The first two seconds and two thirds, and maybe they. Right, but right. We're talking fifth, sixth round pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's uh, let's keep moving now. Let's, let's talk Guardians. Let's talk about the Guardians. Money yesterday. So um, last night's game was kind of crazy. Kind of. 12-11 is the final. Was it 12-11? Yes. Right? In 10, Guardians have already played two extra inning games in their first five. They've won four in a row. They're 4-1 and one to start the season. That's great. Uh, Class A, by the way, and I didn't mention this the other day because he, he was lights out anyway, but it is interesting. His his velocity is down a little bit. I don't know if you, you know, like. Oh, he's still 95 as a But I, I did notice that last yeah. night on the gun. I think he was 98. Yeah. Normally he's. Right. It was actually up yesterday from the, the two other performances. So I think he'll eventually get there. But I'd have to go back and look at his early season numbers. Yeah, comparatively. Last year. Last year. I, I, don't, I never worry about it early in the season. It's cold. It's yeah, yeah, so yeah. cold. It was last cold night. last night, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In but listen, let him get it. Classe, I'm not worried about Classe. No. No, even the best closers have been like he had so few moments like that last year that it was kind of stunning that he blew the lead, yeah. especially against the A's to give up a home run to Seth Brown and like that terrible lineup. Yeah. But uh, but it's a, it's a hiccup. But, you know, if it becomes a problem during the year, OK, we'll panic about it, maybe. But I'm certainly not doing that after one bad appearance. I'm only mad because I had Guardians by one and a half. Yeah, oh. and he gets a save. I'm betting against the A's every game on the run line, by the way, this year. 162 <laughs> games. Yeah. So far, I'm, through four games, I'm down $2. They're 2-2. Two and two, I'm down All $2. Right, that's but awesome. I bet them tonight. Yeah. Class A cost me money. Yeah. But I think Plesak is where we have to talk about this. Well. And Jason, if you want to start with the text that you sent us yesterday, I'm not sure if you want to really say that. but Well, I, he couldn't command his fastball. Couldn't, he was all over the place. And he yes. was throwing middle-middle. Like, he was leaving everything middle-middle. And they were – like, the numbers of how hard Oakland was hitting him last night. Was, the exit below was silly. Oh. And that's a A's lineup, like a the worst lineup in baseball. A bad. Did, could you name yeah. a single A player, A's player before yesterday? Well, yeah, I guess a fantasy baseball right. lunatic. Okay. No. But yeah. I, the average baseball fan, no, I can't name a player. I could. No, I heard a, the, the leadoff hitter. Who's the center fielder? Ramon Laureano. Nope. Who's the other guy? Uh, Connor Capel. No, he was in right. It, it was their uh, their leadoff hitter. Think of the it. little guy in center. I know who you're talking. Oh, about. Oh, Tony Kemp. Tony Kemp. No, Kemp. I, yeah, he's second base. Yeah, but I knew I knew Tony Kemp because he played for the Astros. Who am I forgetting right now? They have Laureano. Brito. Have was there a Brito when a Brito in center? Oh, Yuri Brito. Yeah, He's a rookie. He's the only legit prospect they have in the lineup. You know, I, I said on the... Esturi, right? I, Isn't it Esturi Brito? Esturi Ruiz. 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 Ruiz right. Brito, Brito, same thing. We'll, we'll, we'll straighten it out. I, I was... Uh, after no. I put on our group chat <laughs> yeah. that I thought uh, Tanner Bybee would be up by Memorial Day. Not Gavin Williams. No, Bybee's ahead of him. And I texted Zach that. And I said, my hot take is I, I think Bybee will be here by Memorial Day. And he said, the only one ahead of him is Logan Allen. And they've got about 16 Logan Allens in this organization. I know. Enough so I'm Logan not entirely Allen. sure which Logan <laughs> Allen he was yeah. referring to. But I, he, didn't dis, he didn't dispute yeah. it. I just, I mean, between the McKenzie injury, I have no faith in Zach Plesak. I don't know how you can. He's had no. two terrible years. Yeah. He didn't have a great spring. 
got hit around last night by a bad lineup. Yes, you're right. It's only one game. Yeah. But show me the evidence that no. to, to have any sort of faith in him whatsoever. No, and I don't trust him off the field. He's in that Clevenger, Bauer, nonsense behavior. I don't group. think he's to that extreme, but he was with Clev, obviously, yeah. during the COVID thing. I, I, the guy's untrustworthy. Yeah. I'm not, I never throw, I don't throw anybody out after one start, ever. No, no of no, course You can't not. do that. But not even two or three. Like, you got to give him at least a month of April, I would but, think. So, listen, I, it felt like coming into the season, we're so used to the Guardians starting pitching being good. And that was actually, once McKenzie got hurt, I was like, I'm most concerned about the rotation. You were worried about the rotation before, even before McKenzie. I was. That. We were but I, now with him hurt, I was, that was my biggest concern. And listen, we can, again, we can't judge after five games. But right. so far, the bullpen has mostly been good. The lineup has mostly been good. And the rotation... Three, three of the five games has been awful. It has been what we thought it would be right. all, all the way through from the bullpen yeah. to the lineup to the rotation. Yes. Uh, listen, Quantrill is a little rocky early on. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll, I'm not as But he is what he is. Him. I mean, he's not great, but he's fine. No, but, I mean, there's a lot of concern over, I think, Savali and Plesak yeah. at this point. Yeah. And, obviously, the McKenzie injury, now you got Hunter Gaddis you're relying on. Yeah, I don't like him. So, yeah, so I do think that, you know, I mean, they're three-headed prospects of Espino, Gavin Williams, and, and Bybee. Espino's coming back from injury. Gavin is, uh, I think, double A, and, and Bybee's in triple A. He's starting to yeah. triple. He's, he's next, and, you know, if you don't know a lot about him, he's sort of in the Shane Bieber mold of a control guy, mid-round pick coming out of college, and the Guardians sprinkled their voodoo magic <laughs> and he got witch dust on him, <laughs> and he added seven <coughs> miles an hour of to course. his fastball, and he's the next in line. Yeah. So I, I think that he will be up sooner than later just because of injury or in, ineffectiveness yeah. of the guys in front of him. And they, I think they want to get a look at him. And I think part of this was by design of, you know, they know they've got these young guys coming. Let's get a look at them, certainly by the July's trade deadline, so they know what they're shooting at here. Right. They've got plenty of ammo. We've talked about it at length. They have everything they need to go get what they want, but they need to know what their needs are. Right. And the lineup does look okay. Will Brennan is looking great. I mean, again, very early. But Brennan. That, that, the throw yesterday in the seventh. Oh, that was a fantastic throw. One hot rocket. Yeah. You, him and Gonzalez are sort of like in a platoon, it looks like right now. I don't think that they're sold on Oscar. No, well, if that's the case, then Brennan's going to play more because he's sitting playing against Ryan. Yeah, I know. But yeah. I just, I don't think, I think there's some concern over Oscar and, and whether or yeah. not how disciplined he can be at the plate. Uh, but, you know, Quan looks like he hasn't missed a step from nope. last year. Jose Miles Straw's actually hitting right as yeah. of right now. We'll wait and it see. It doesn't matter. Miles Straw's going to play because he's a good fielder, a good base runner. Right. They don't need him to be great offensively. No, but if, he can, good, if he can hit 240 at the bottom of the lineup, Fine. that's huge. Yeah, you, Take but, that run to the bank. Yeah, I mean, you don't – the lineup's in good shape. Mm -hmm. uh, could they eventually do something in right field? Listen, I've been screaming about Brian Reynolds for a while. I'd love yeah. for them to trade for him. That's a sh He's a sure thing. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I would trade Oscar Gonzalez and, and some young hitters – to get Brian Reynolds, but I don't think that's going to happen. But pitching, whether Bybee comes up or whatever, I still love the idea of them adding a veteran starter, especially come playoff time, yeah. because you want somebody Absolutely. with experience there. Listen, Tristan McKenzie, we love him. When he's healthy, he's great. But he has a long minor league history of injuries. I don't know what he's going to be this year. We're hoping he comes back in two months. Maybe he's going to come back in two months, and maybe the final four months of the season, he's going to be Cy Young caliber or borderline. But we don't know. Don't they know. can't, you know, Plesak, I thought coming into the season he can't be trusted, so this did nothing to dissuade no. him. Now, Savali pitched great. 
He was fantastic mm-hmm. yeah. against a really good Mariners lineup. I still don't trust him. But I don't trust him. I don't trust you're, him. You're I, gonna I trust Plesak him a little more win. than Plesak. Well, sure. But but I want it, ideally for me, Quantrill and Savali, for me, Plesak on, Quantrill and Savali are my fourth and fifth starters. Bieber's my one. Hopefully, McKenzie's my two. I, either way, I need a middle of the rotation veteran. Even if I get Bybee, I still want the middle of the rotation veteran. I'm not saying they got to go out and trade for a superstar. That's yeah. hard to do. But there are good middle third starter veterans yep. that can be had out there. And, and look at it from a – we're looking way down the line. Yeah, here. we're not trading for them now. 158 no, no games panic, in the future, yeah. 157. But in a playoff series, when you really only throw three guys, even in a seven-game series – Well, you throw four. You, you should throw four. Should, but just yeah. I'm saying, it's sometimes you yeah. only get through three. Yeah. You have Bieber, who you love. Right. There's nobody else and right no now. no one else you love. Now, we, right. we well, may I love, love McKenzie, but we, we you know, we'll say we'll we see. may love McKenzie. When he's healthy, we love McKenzie. But like yeah. you said, there's a track record of him not being available when you want him to be available. He's just well, injury prone. Yeah, yeah, Through yeah. the minors. Yeah. And we'll see. But can I pull us back on a, a macro to last night. scale? Yeah. Yeah, last night real quick. Once again, do not overreact to any individual game, good or good bad. Good or bad. Good yeah. or bad. But I do think what we've seen through five games from this Guardians team, resiliency-wise, and I know they're young and it's the regular season and you know some older teams just don't always have that same fight. They could have folded yesterday easy. Plesak gives up six, six runs in the second inning. They have a guy named Curry, Xavion Curry. So he did Curry. a good job. Yeah. Very, he actually pitched well. I'll be honest. I was unfamiliar with him before yesterday. Shout out Curry. He pitched awesome five innings. He uh, came up last year, pitched a little for them last held, year. He did a nice job. The fact that not only once but twice they erased the hole then late to give up the, the home run in the ninth to tie it, to come back and then score two runs right in the top of the tenth, not let this game prolong, I think is a testament to not just Tito for always having his finger on the pulse, knowing yeah. exactly what buttons to push on this team, but a team that – you know, you're going to have to steal some of these wins. That's a, that's a ball game they had no business winning. Yeah. Five, well, they scored five runs unearned. I know it's the A's, yeah. but I'm just saying, based on how the first couple innings, right. they had no business actually winning that game and come down the playoff stretch, yeah. wild card seedings. Those are the little games that when it's they're 90 and you know 70 and you have to come to one and a half game slip between getting home field advantage in the playoffs, making yeah. that first or second wild card spot. Those are the games that end up mattering. And I, I, I love what I've seen from them as far as their resiliency, not willing to give up yet even though it's only five games in the season. Tim Herron, by the way. Great job again. We talked about him yesterday. Yeah. Oh, he's, I think, going to be my my little favorite little reliever yeah. type thing that no one knows about. His slider, I mean, Listy. I'm not going to put him in the Andrew Miller class yet, but when you've got a lefty who can throw a slider like that that's unhittable, how huge that is for your yeah. bullpen when you can get lefties and righties out just throwing two pitches. Yeah. He uh, so he's faced eight batters so far this year, six strikeouts and given up one hit. He he was nasty. Karen check obviously had his best performance yesterday. No base runners, and and not only did they come back as you say down big early, even though it is against the A's, you down big, you down big. You know, usually you down the team puts up six after two innings, you usually lose the game. So not only did they come back, but also they come back, they take the lead, then Classe blows the save. A lot of times when your closer blows the save, it's deflating to yeah, the team. especially on the road. Especially on the road, especially when you had to fight, fight so hard to come back. And then they come right back and put up two in the top of the 10th, and they gave up one, but that, but that was big. I do want to see them hit the ball out of the park, though. Like, yeah. yeah we, home we, run numbers are... We know how this ends. Yeah. We know how the scrappy, gutty, you know, steal an extra base. 
we know how that ends, and it typically doesn't end well in the postseason. You know, I do think I, – I, I believe we've not, there's not enough sample size to know that for sure. Sure, of course. Because there's not enough teams that play that way. Stolen bases – stolen oh, base percentage I, is through the roof right now. Yeah, it yeah. is. Through it the roof, is. and that's a big advantage for the Guardians. Batting average way up, way up. That's, again, advantage for the Guardians. I, yes, you want to see more power. Josh Bell's off to a bad start. Um uh, but Naylor's off to a great start. Maybe this is the year he kind of is consistent for the whole season. Obviously, Jose had a big game yesterday. Quan a great start. But yes, they do need more power, but uh, I think it'll come. Josh Bell's going to be a guy who's going to get hot and then he'll hit a bunch of home runs. You guys have watched Naylor a lot more than I have, so I'm yeah. going to defer to you guys completely on this. Yeah. From watching him last year to this year, yeah. and it's impossible to truly tell, but it looks like he's just up in the box with a lot more confidence. Like, he seems calm, like, he, you know, he's, he's an emotional guy. He gets, yeah. seems like he's just kind of taking a deep breath. And even though the pitch clock is speeding it up, he just seems to be a little more calm in the box. And he crushed I, that home run last I don't night. know. I, I mean, to me, he's, he, I don't know. I think he's, I think he's always been confident. I don't think that's a problem. No. Like said, you guys have watched him I more. think I'm he's just going a streaky off hitter. So uh, He's absolutely a streaky yeah. hitter. I do think they've been tweaking the swing a little bit. Yeah. I think they've got it to a good spot. They're happy with where it's at. Yeah. And also, he's fully healthy. Like, last year, he was right. coming off that just gruesome ankle injury. That's true. And he was healthy last year, but now you're one year removed from that. And I just I, – I mean, he, he's always been a confident player, but he looks confident, relaxed, yeah. and, like, he's ready to – and, I mean, not that he played outfield last year, but I, I'm glad the outfield experience is behind him. Yeah. He's yeah, a first yeah, baseman, yeah. DH, that's yeah. it. And, and now see what he can do in a yeah, full I mean, year. Listen, uh, the lineup's really good. It's good. It's missing some power. I mean, it's still, I, I think the power will come. They're not going to be a top home run hitting team. That's not going to happen. It's going to be middle of the pack. Can they be middle of the pack? Last year, they were the bottom. bottom. If they get to the middle of the pack, I think that's good enough. I thought to get to middle of the pack, they needed Oscar to be what they hoped the ceiling of Oscar yeah. would be, along with the big free agent signing like Josh Bell, you know, a little bit more organic growth in the power to a guy yeah. like Naylor that we were talking about. And I, I, I don't know. Like, I asked Tito about it in spring training about, do you feel like you addressed the power deficiencies? Yeah. And it, it wasn't really a glowing answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, my hope, and it's probably unrealistic, my hope is that they still will be aggressive and get one more bat and one more pitcher at the deadline or around the deadline. Now, I don't know. We, we I was reading yesterday that it looks like the Guardians are not getting their payment from Bally's, that that's – well, is that official now that they're no, it's not official, but it's easy to connect the dots. Yeah. So the four teams that Diamond wanted to renegotiate the deals on were the Reds, the Guardians, the Diamondbacks, and the Padres. And the Padres and Diamondbacks are already on the record that they did not receive payment. Right. I couldn't get an answer out of anyone when I was in Arizona on or off the record where the, where the payment stood, but it's it's easy to connect those dots. And the Guardians have appeared in the lawsuit, which I haven't had time to follow up on. But they just made their first appearance in the in, right. the in the ongoing litigation. So, all of it pointing to yes, that they are not going to be receiving. And the can team. you explain for me and everyone else yeah. why that's significant for the Guardians making? I mean, moves later I don't on? know that it's significant. It or could, could be, be significant. significant because they could, you know, unlike teams like the Yankees and the Cubs that print money. The Guardians are relying on that TV money. Baseball relies on local TV more contracts, than any sport. More than any sport. Yeah. And so, now again, with, um, what's his name, the new Blitzer. owner that came in? Blitzer. Blitzer. Maybe they're able to spend more. They did sign those extensions, including the big one with Jimenez. Maybe it's maybe the TV thing's not going to be a big deal in the short term. No, I don't well, know. Well, I think it could be. I think it probably will be. I asked Chris about it. I asked Chris Antonetti when I was out there, and yeah. he said in the short term, 
he didn't think it would have an impact. And we saw it like they got the Jimenez extension done. And I think that there were other deals that they were working on. Right. So I don't think that necessarily in the short, but he said in the long term, nope, nobody really knows. Nobody right. really has an answer for that right, right now. So there's, it's, I, I think this is just another thing, you know, you go back to the, the COVID and, and just the navigating these uncertain times for these teams that they didn't really know and understand of, how this is going to play out. And I think this is yet another one of like, it's not that they're like the guardians keep a lot of things close to the close to the best. This isn't that they truly don't know. Nobody knows right. how this is going to end. Yeah. It's unfortunate that it's come to this. Um, this is what happens when we have corporate, uh, you know, same corporations owning everything. And it's, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Consolidation. Monopoly. Yes. Monopolies. Consolidation sucks. Sucks for all of us. Anyway, I'm not going to go on and on about that, but the bottom line is it could affect their ability to add to the payroll at the trade deadline, which I'm hoping they have some room. And as good as the lineup's been, I still think I want to keep making it better. The pitching's good. Keep making it better. And hopefully they have some payroll flexibility, at least a little bit, to be able to add. But right now, you got to feel good, especially about where the lineup is. 4-1 and one through five games. Yeah. I mean, I know it's five games, but that yeah, is better a than being one and four. hell of a start to the season, especially yes. after – opening night where Mr. Overreaction on Friday where we were like, yeah, it's this offense. What, what, what no, is it we weren't be? like. You were joking. Well, jo- joking, <laughs> yeah, 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 but like yeah. that was not a good offensive yes, showing. And since say, then, gentlemen, please. No, yes. we, we, we did a segment on Friday called Mr. Overreaction where I purposely put on the big, like I said, Shane oh, Bieber's okay. teammate Tatum because yeah. he refused to score runs for him. Okay. Confirmed, not true. But, right. Uh, well, they scored a ton of runs. But they've scored a ton of runs since of, then. Three of the four the games The pitching since. has been, for the most part, Pretty damn good since then, yeah. all to be told. So, uh, you know, through five games, I think you have to be happy with where the Guardians stand in the grand scheme of things. Twins look good too, though. Yeah, I mean, how can you not be at this point? So, you know, it's early. You don't want to get carried away, either good or bad. But, yeah, I think it, it, it's interesting. When it came to the young players that were going to play every day, I think we all were very confident that Quan would pick up where he left off. And I think everybody had a sense of, is this Oscar Gonzalez thing real? Again, five games, but so far, after a bad camp, Oscars look shaky, and so far, Our boy uh, Will Brennan. Quan is just, un, you know. I mean, Quan just has the type of game that he's going to be good for He's not going to go in long slumps, probably. No. no. No, he's exactly what you want at the top of the order. Right. Jose's been Jose. Rosario, I was never a believer. I haven't hardly been in to see you guys. I was never a believer in the extension talk. If it was, I, yeah, thought, I, it was, that I thought it was only to trade him. I wouldn't even sign him for 10, 12 million. I think they can get from their prospects what he gives you. It's not like well, you hope. Yeah, but no but thing, he's but not yeah. he's not even Carlos Correa. You know what I mean? Like no, he's not giving you elite level not. production. No, he's a great clubhouse guy. He fits what they need in the lineup. But I, I think this is probably his last. But year. I think it's a situation like they don't like to just let guys walk that are good players. No, but they're going to have to do that this year, probably. Probably with him. And, and again, you don't try, like in the past. Like, they've traded a Bauer in season, a Clevenger in season. Those guys weren't important clubhouse guys. Right. Yeah. I think if, if, if they're leading the division, it's hard to you trade can't trade two, Rosario. It's hard to trade your starting shortstop and two yeah, whole Yeah, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. First but, place team. Yeah. I mean, the Rays have done it. Like, the Rays do it all the time. They traded – who was the shortstop that traded Milwaukee? Willie uh, – Yeah, Adamas. Willie Adamas, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, but he wasn't as established as Rosario. He had still been – 
and their, developing their top as a young number one player. prospect in baseball was Wander Franco, who was behind him. Sure, and he was like yeah. the number one. Which right, right. Rosario but, was too. Yeah, but they didn't even promote Franco right away. They gave they it to, to Tyler Walls, Walls, Taylor yeah. Walls, whatever. So I mean, there is precedent for it, but I I would expect Rosario probably. Be yeah, there all year. I'd be surprised if they traded him. But he is gonna he's gone at the end of the season, and you wonder do they do they move Jimenez to short, which is his natural position. And use one of the other young guys at second. I think he is so good at second. They just want to leave him be. I don't Probably know. You. I don't know. I mean, again, he had a seven war last year. That is unheard of for second base. Right. I think you just got to leave him there and yeah. just enjoy. And maybe I mean, he, he made another terrific defensive play last night on just. He's, he's so vacuum. fun to watch. Too, yeah. Right? His hands are just terrific. What is, what is, is Arias his natural position? Short. Short yeah, too? Shortstop. Short's okay. his natural I don't spot. remember how good he was in the minors defensively. Uh, he's got a good arm and yeah. good defense. Like we haven't seen him enough. Yeah, I I don't think he's uh, elite necessarily. But he was Rosario defensively. No, but no. Rosario's gotten better. Yeah. Um, I thought he was gonna make the Rosario real quick. Sorry to cut you off, Jason. Yeah. But I thought he was gonna make the second inning. He dove for the. He tried yeah. to backhand the one. I thought if he just kind of ran through it, he would have had it. So I'm not. I'm not. Rosario makes the plays. Him. He doesn't have great range for a shortstop. No. But he makes all the plays. I mean, if he gets to it, he makes it. But. He had the terrible throw last night, which yeah. it happens. Like yeah. even the best right, right, right. wild ones at times, you know, a year ago at this time, it was my understanding that it was sort of Jimenez and, and Arias was sort of what they were envisioning up the right, middle, right, right. you know, pick your spot yeah. in terms of who's going to be where, but that was sort of the, the combination. And we've seen that Arias, you know, the fact that he's on this team and they're, they're just trying to find a bats for him and just trying to find places to play him. Yeah. You know, Rokio is still there. He's another great prospect who really hasn't had his opportunity yet. I, I don't know. I don't know how this shakes out, but yeah. I can only go off of what I was told last year. It was that it was going to be Arias and Jimenez up yeah. the middle. Listen, we'll, I think we all are happy to credit the Guardians for locking up Jose long-term, locking up Jimenez long-term. Huge. Emmanuel Classe. Yeah. I'm not that excited about straw extension, but they did it. Trevor Steffen, they signed to an extension. What's that tell you about James Karinczak? The fact that they locked up Steffen. Yeah, they're not interested Karinczak. in locking him up. They don't like guys that are like – and I'm just saying questionable like, characters like I'm that. I'm just saying everyone looks at Karinchek as sort of the backup closer to right. Klasse, and I don't necessarily – I think it's yeah. Stefan. Trevor Stefan's really good. I think they have a lot and more faith see, in Stefan. You don't need to lock up a million relievers. Stephen's no. Really good, you know too. what I mean? They're too like, volatile. Now Tim Herron's come up. It, they, they, Wait till Hentges comes back. Right. Hentges looked good last year. I mean, they got enough guys. They can they – can, in fact, it wouldn't surprise me if they traded Karinchek because there are teams that will give up a lot for a good – like a hard-throwing relief how old, pitcher. How, how old's Karinchek? 20, he's, he's pretty five. young. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what At some sure. point. But I think the reality is, even with all the signings, and I feel good that they could sign, whether it's this year or this offseason, that they'll extend Quan at some point. I feel good about that. I, I like their chances better in general of, like, locking up a guy who's not a huge power hitter. I don't know. You're worried about Quan? Uh, yeah. Because I, they couldn't do it already? Yeah. I kind of thought this was the time to do it because yeah. he's already lost one year. Right. of control. This will be year two, yeah. so you're down to one more year. Right. They better do it next year. It has to be next year. Before like, he enters, before he's arbitration right. eligible, then it's too late. Because Rosario's going to be gone. Now you have the guys to replace him. The reality is, they're probably going to trade Shane Bieber this offseason. I don't mean to be doom and gloom, but yeah, that's Jason the reality. saying that for yeah, 10 months. I saw it last There's year. There's no way they're trade. signing him at this point, no. because he's going to uh, uh, free agency, he's getting $30 million a year. So And that's the Gavin Williams, Daniel right. Espino, they, like, will those guys be ready to pitch at that level by next year? Right. You know, with the Guardians, you give them the benefit of the doubt. But I think they can't let 
Bieber walk no. like they're going to let Rosario. No. Rosario in a trade is not bringing you back a ton. He's, no. You're going to get a middle infield class A. Right, which they don't need. Right, or a Rather, reliever. I'd ra- Rosario makes waste a lot of sense to let him play the season out. Yes. If, if, they, if for some reason it's a shocking thing and they suck this year, which is unlikely, okay, you trade him. Uh, because what's the point of keeping him? Right. But Bieber, he's going to get traded this offseason. I don't think there's any – I'd be very surprised if he doesn't. I wholeheartedly right. agree. Wholeheartedly and they'll get a lot, even for one year. Yeah. I mean, look what they turned one year of Lindor into. Right. Speaking of trades, Earl, we got a super chat, don't we, about a Guardians trade? Oh. Yes, we do. And that whenever we have uh, Super Chats, it is brought to you by PCC Air Force. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? Well, PCC Air Force is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Air Force in Eastlake, Minor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, you get full benefit packages, paid time off, and a sign-up bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We got a super chat from Donnie M. What up, Donnie? Question for Jason. Who would you give up in a trade for uh, Shohei Otani? We talked about this the day you weren't here after the World Baseball Classic. Oh, yeah. Have, he wasn't here for that? No, he wasn't. So, we were saying, like, normally, I mean, we know the Guardians are not going to trade for Shohei Otani. Yeah. But the question Mike asked was, no matter what you have to give up for him, would you do it for one year with the Guardians? And I said I would do it because because of who he is. He's so special. And they're, I'm so confident they can replenish the talent. Again, I know it's not going to happen. Yeah. But I would absolutely do it. You'd have to give up. Five great, four, four great prospects. I mean, for one him. year, you're probably still have to give up two of Williams, Espino, and, yes. and Bybee. That's the starting point. Yes. Uh, one or two of Rocchio and and probably George and Valera. And Valera. Yeah. Like it's it's if I if I had to trade if I had to trade Williams, Espino, Rocchio, Valera, I'd do it. That's crazy. I know they won't. They won't. But I would do it. A hundred percent. Would be- you? Is the question though. No. Because I think it's not that I'm opposed to trading those pieces. Uh, I just, boy. He's so unique. I know, that I, I, know. I would never want to do that for a one-year rental. Except him. Except him. He's the only player. Yeah, I still don't think. If I had if I had even a, a decent chance at re-signing him, yeah. I would do it. Like, you bring him into your culture. You, get, you show him the city. You show him yeah. this is what we're I know, about. I know they have no chance. But I, yeah, I just they they have. I'd still do it. No I'd still do it because I, because <laughs> it would it would make this season amazing and and would give them a, a much better chance to win the World let me, Series. Let me let me change the question but yeah. keep it the same. We are in it's July fourth. Guardians are f- seven games in first place in the AL Central. They have a seven game lead over Minnesota. Make it ten for the sake of this. They look like a legitimate World Series, not contender, but favorite. Does that change how you approach this? Sure. Yeah, it probably right. does. 
in that moment. Can you imagine? Probably, and listen, they were were they not in on Bryce Harper a couple years ago? Supposedly, like, and allegedly Juan Soto. Yeah, so they right. they well Soto would have been a long maybe a long term thing. And, and they've got the capital, like yeah, yeah. they do have the capital to get something like that done. Hundred percent. I mean, can you imagine in theory a playoff rotation of Bieber, Otani, and McKenzie as your top three? I mean, that'd be pretty hard to I, beat it, with that with bullpen, their bullpen. With the bullpen, good luck. I mean, I would, I plus, would, I would. Plus Otani hitting behind yeah, and right. or in front well, of Jose. Plus Otani, Otani would be your ace, and your co-ace, and your co-best hitter. I, I bat him second, actually. Second? I, I put him second yes. between Quan and Jose. Yes. Quan, Otani, Jose. How, yeah. However, however you want to do that right, top right, three. Right, yeah. right. yeah. Never, never going to happen, it's not obviously. Gonna happen. I, I would do it. Otani's so good. He's completely waste on the Angels. I, I mean, his free agency next year is going to be so much fun to watch. He's going to get $600 million. I hope he's not on the Yankees. I really don't want him to go to the Yankees. He's going to the Yankees or Dodgers. Like, who else can I think afford he's going, the I Cubs, think he's going I want the Cubs to sign him. They're not signing him. They have the money. They're not signing him. They have, they have the you money. You think they're going to sign him to $600 million deal? I don't think so, but they have it. They're not going well, to sign so do the Padres, him. but he's not going to San Diego. The I mean, Padres don't have it. They've signed so many guys. They already. are just drunken sailors. They don't have, Jason, they don't have any You're any telling me the money. Cubs don't have the money to pay oh, Otani? No, I'm they, they 100% do. But do. what proof do we have that they would spend that kind of well, money? Well, I mean, they when they, in the World Series year, they had the highest pay, the second highest payroll in baseball. Okay, well. But, oh, I don't think they're going to do it. I'm just saying they could easily do it. That They're printing money in Chicago. Yes, I agree they with that. They own the whole real estate around the stadium. But, I don't, but I'm just saying, like, we if, don't have any evidence that they would. That they would go that high? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, probably not. But he's such a unique player that I think any team that can afford it has got to play. But, yes, the Dodgers and Yankees are most likely. I think, oh, the the, I think the Dodgers are most likely. Doesn't have to leave L.A. Yeah. Apparently, he really likes L.A. By you know, the way, I, I wonder, what about Seattle? Uh, they've got the money. Yeah, I mean, that would. They've got the money. Right. And I mean, he got, is going to cost at least $50 million a year, minimum. And they, you know, obviously, Ichiro is a huge star there. They have a, they have a heavy population. Right, Asian population. Asian population. Japanese population, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that's it's a good sleeper team. Yeah, I think it's possible. Uh, by the way, you see Brian Hoyer two year deal with the Raiders. Are we excited about I that? I did not see that. Yeah, two year deal with the Raiders. Back How with many? Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Yes, and yeah, the Browns have confirmed that Michael Woods does have a, a torn Achilles. So that is tough. He is officially out for the year. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.